Hello and welcome to another episode of Lovita Love Vitamins for Life. I'm Rashi, your host, here to fill you up with some love. Today's love dose is a love vitamin for relationships and our special guest today to help us share the love is Daryl and Veronica Williams. They founded the Alliance Seminars Coaching and their mission is to support clients by sharing strategies and skills that strengthen personal and professional relationships. And we're going to get into all of that in just a few more minutes. But first, Daryl, Veronica, thank you so much for joining us. Thank, thank you, you for, for having, having us. <laughs> it's our pleasure. My question I want to ask you today is, how does love show up in your life? Wow, that's a great question. Um, really, love shows up in our life uh, through various forms. Um, but the main thing I always share with um, a couple of they shows up in action. Right. And it's those everyday things. It's like um, watching Veronica and knowing that, OK, today she may be a little busy. So let me see what I can do to take off some of those tasks or there's something I can do. I know she may have wanted to cook, but it's like, you know what? I think you've been working a little bit extra today. How about I go get something to eat? So I say that to say that love shows up um, in action and the actions show up by paying attention to your partner. That's so beautiful. Veronica, how about for you? Yes, I would agree that is um, more of action. Um, and I think it, it is. It's day-to-day -day things, but it's also little small things when you least expect it. Um, for me, paying attention to Darrell, um, his tired uh, day from work, or when we wake up in the morning, if he's not feeling um, the best, but know he has to push through to get to work. It's little encouragements um, that I do as well. And then another thing too, um, I would say is it also shows up in knowing that, you know, running a business, still raising two children at home, uh, doing community work, uh, that we have to take time out for ourselves. And one of the greatest things she did, we have a um, base close to us, but actually it's a Naval Academy and they have a beautiful view. You can kind of go inside, you know, if you have an ID card and then kind of set up a little picnic. And one thing she did, what I thought was amazing, she had this really nice picnic set up. Again, nothing big or extravagant, but just hanging out there and sitting down and watching the the boats out there. And then we had, you know, a little game time where she had some different questions that uh, we were kind of able to go back and forth and answer those questions. And it just, again, something small like that brought love back. Not back, but it just kept it going at that level of we're not forgetting why we came together. And really um, how we started out even this year, you know, just looking back at the previous year, we were really intentional about our date nights yes. because we allowed, you know, the kids schedule, um, different various things get in the way that we realized, hey, we haven't been on a date in a while. So we're intentional to date and even with the children to just in incorporate our one-on-one -on -one time um, as well as incorporating the family. But for us, we're just making sure that, um, you know, we're intentional about one-on-one uh, -on -one time to communicate, to spend time, to have the intimacy time, to um, just, you know, love on one another. I love everything that y'all have shared about, you know, it's about paying attention to the small things and be, being able to pick up on those cues and executing them into actions, making time, especially when life can sometimes feel to get in the way. 
These are all such important ingredients or building blocks of a healthy relationship. So I want to ask y'all, what happens when you find yourself in a position where you don't feel like doing those things? Either you're emotionally and physically bogged down by stuff going on in your own life, or maybe your relationships hit kind of this point where you're just butting heads all the time and goodwill has kind of, you know, it's gone out the window and you're, you're finding it hard to care. What are y'all's um, approach to that? So in those types of situations, um, it's always one of those we look in the mirror. Like if I notice that I'm not the way I normally am, I have to look back and say, okay, why am I saying those type of things? Why am I not doing this? And then normally in those situations, I may have to just kind of go for a little drive. Like, hey, I'm going to go pick up some things and uh, run my errands. But that during that time, I'm using it to uh, get back into the mode that I need to be in. Right. So I think sometimes it's good um, for couples to just make sure they self-identify, mm. self-reflect, and then get back on track that way. And then when you come back together, you have a different energy because you're right. Sometimes based on what's going on, your energy may not be at that level. Uh, you have a lot of deadlines that are going on and it's like, OK, I really need to make sure take that time away. And then V does the same thing when it's time for her to go get pampered. You know, it's like, you know, it might not be the normal schedule, but it sounds like <laughs> it'd be a good time to go get the pedicure and the manicure. So <laughs> having that time away and then coming back uh, really can do a lot for your energy. Yeah, I think it's about refreshing, you yeah. know, for yourself individually and then even collectively. Um, but ensuring that you both are, eventually, you know, having that individual time by yourself. Uh, you can't be together 24-7. Um, you will get on your, each other's nerves and, and butt heads. But that is not always the case. Even when there may be, um, for some couples, um, a disagreement or anything like that, you may have to take a time out. And that is, okay, let's, we're a little bit too heated right now. Let's go calm down. And that's the description that Darrell will talk about going out, you know, taking a drive and doing mm -hmm. errands and, or whatever. But I think... If couples could just learn and discern when to just take a time out, like, you know what, obviously we're not getting anywhere and we um, need to just take a break. Let's resume, but we're going to make sure we handle it. We're yes. going to make sure that we go through this critical conversation. Um, and you realize that by realizing that I'm not married to my enemy. Mm -hmm. I'm married to my best friend. Um, and so, therefore, you're observant of your personality when you're not feeling the right, you know, feeling the mood or whatever. But you're observant as to, hey, this person did nothing wrong. Why am I taking it out on them? Let me just take a time out. Let it let it, let's let it uh, diffuse a little bit the air so that you can go back and talk about it. But I think it's so important to. Um, get that refreshing and it's okay to have a time out, but it's critically more important that you do talk about it and do resolve that issue or conversation or bring up that conversation again. And one thing we noticed too, we were working with a couple um, last week where the one spouse grew up in a way where they saw, say, one parent always stayed like direct, like, no, we need to fix this right now. And then the other spouse, they found out their temperament was more of, I need time. I need to not, you know, do this right now. 
And then the other spouse thought that was a sign of running away. And we had to explain um, to um, that person that everybody does things differently. So that's why you have to go back and mutually agree to how are we going to handle certain types of situations. And like we told the person, it's what you agree on. It's not what you suggest. That's such an important point. I love the the separate anecdotes that you brought up because, you know, taking that time away and refreshing to make sure that you're in the right headspace. So it's not enemies against enemies, but two people trying to find a way to agree on a shared outcome. Because that's really what a relationship is, right? At the end of the day, it's a partnership between two people that chose to be here, hopefully, fingers crossed. I, I understand every relationship is different, but under the assumption that we are choosing to, to be in this space, we want to find ways to work through, uh, work through some of those differences. So I know that y'all founded the Alliance Seminars Coaching, um, and I'm kind of interested to hear what kind of strategies do you work, uh, do, you, do you kind of educate people on as they are embarking on their own relationships or maybe, you know, having difficulties in their relationships? Sure. So Alliance Seminars Coaching really just came out of um, us just kind of being in a space to help couples. Um, for us, uh, it's kind of ran back um, at our church. Um, our pastor at one time was going to start these small group studies. Yeah. We realized everybody's not going to make it to the church. Let's put some places strategically out in the community. And when she approached us, she asked if we would lead a couple's Bible yeah. study. And we were like, whoa, that's kind of different. <laughs> now we have to be vulnerable. We have to talk about some things that we normally talk about behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. But during those seven years, because we did it for about seven years, we just saw so much change. We saw so much growth, mm-hmm. right? We saw couples that in the beginning, they were telling me like, okay, you know, Darrell, go get her, right? And then they would go to Veronica, like, Veronica, you know what he's doing, so, you know, go get him. And we realized, like, hey, this is not that type of coming together. We're going to learn about ourselves and what we can do. And then hopefully when we work on ourselves, we'll see a result with our partner. Mm-hmm. And so once we did that, and even our pastor saw, you know, the growth in the couples. So then they, she put us over the actual marriage ministry. So anybody at our church that gets married by our pastor, assistant pastor, they come to us mm-hmm. uh, for like a seven or eight month. Uh, once a month, we'll meet and kind of go through a book called Preparing for Marriage. And we just kind of talk through those types of things. And we ask a lot of questions. Things that, you know, when couples are dating or they're engaged, they kind of be on the surface. Mm-hmm. So when they come to us, we give them some homework that allows them to go deeper. And then when they come back the next month, they're like, wow, we would have never talked about <laughs> this. And after we said that, we're like, you know, who else can use our assistance? And that's kind of how we kind of branched out a little bit more than just within our own local church. But whoever else could help, we just put ourselves out there. Absolutely. And I just want to say thank you so much for being that light for couples, because I feel like you're so right in a world where we have so many people, so many resources, providing perspectives and opinions and blogs and articles out there that you can read. It can feel really daunting to know what are not I don't want to say right, but what are some of the starting questions to ask to dig deeper into a relationship besides the do you like Italian food? <laughs> The simple surface level questions, which are great for for some for one part of your relationship, but the other things that are really going to help 
make your marriage stick, make your partnership work through the, those difficult moments we were talking about requires you to be vulnerable. And I appreciate the concept that you mentioned about, you know, having to engage in that vulnerability in a community setting. Um, you know, before we started recording today, we were discussing the importance of stories. And I think that one of the most valuable spaces in a coaching environment or in seminars or in group studies, or even with your friends, if you're able to kind of create that environment is the ability to talk about those things that you feel you can only discuss behind closed doors, right? Because these aren't taboo topics. They're just topics that we don't necessarily know how to start talking about or what is appropriate. What will I be accepted for? And if we can't start talking about them, then how are we supposed to figure out what are different ways we can resolve or work through things that aren't working for us? Yeah, I think it's also helpful for uh, couples to have someone else to bounce things off of because, again, it's only the individual's perspective that you are identifying with and responding to. But when you get um, another couple, are we always like to suggest that couples have a mentoring couple. Not so much by age, but someone that has been married um, for the for the years and are thriving and surviving. Um, and perhaps if they've gone through something that you've gone through and now they've overcome that and they worked out um, a, a end result that is in the positive, it's a good thing to go to someone like that to help you um, um, so that they can share the tools that they use. And that's what a, that's a lot, that's what a lot of couples need. Um, is to know that they're not alone and to know that although each couple may go through something different, we all have different ways in how we uh, respond and come to a solution. So I think talking with other couples or our mentoring couple will help you find that um, midpoint to navigate and to do it amicably. Um, I think you're held more accountable when someone else knows about it. Um, rather than when you keep it behind closed doors. And it's not to say, tell everything. Mm -hmm. You have to set some boundaries, but you have to know which person or in, which couple would be on um, your safe safe mm -hmm. space, you know, that would withhold your information in confidence. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, and I appreciate this concept that you brought up about, you know, specific mentorship and, and understanding what to share and what not to share. Because as you were just, as you were talking, it occurred to me the analogy of like releasing the, the pressure uh, or, or not creating a bottleneck, right? And therefore having an explosion of emotions. And I feel like when we don't have that space to communicate that trusted sacred space with somebody else, not just your partner, right? Because that's too close sometimes for analysis and objectivity. You need somebody else on the outside. But when you, when you do have that external third-party space, what you do is you create an area to kind of voice things out, like you mentioned. And that is beautiful because now it's controlled chaos rather than just internal chaos. Nothing makes sense. Everything's all, all or nothing left or right. Like you have to decide in this moment. But really, it's not that dramatic if we're able to talk to somebody else um, and project our emotions a little outwardly. So, you know, Veronica, Daryl, as we start to wrap up our conversation today, I want to ask you one final question, which is what would you, what would be some of your words of wisdom for our couples out there that are listening to this podcast that have been in a relationship for a while or maybe starting out? 
So one thing um, I love what Veronica said about, you know, search out for a mentor couple. Um, that can be such a valuable tool. And just understand, like Veronica said, with the boundaries. The mentor couple is not to play referee, but they're there for you to talk and say, hey, I'm thinking about having this conversation. And then you can do that role play and say, I'm thinking about saying it this way. And then that wise person will say, now, what if you said it differently? What if you used this word? Mm-hmm. So I would say for any couple, you know, definitely uh, be strategic and intentional about looking for a mentor couple. And then also, um, I would say, you know, I'll look for not just friends, but accountability partners, like for men, like other married men, like Veronica said, that have been walking in those steps that you can just spend time with them. Cause sometimes you don't have to bring up anything, just listening to their conversations and the laughter of, Oh my God, let me tell you what I did. How stupid this was. And you're like taking notes like, okay, so I'll make sure I do not do that one. <laughs> right. Having those accountability partners around you uh, can really be a big benefit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Daryl, Veronica, thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure having this conversation with you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Listeners, if you would like to learn more about our guests, please use the links in the show notes below. If you like the episode, the best way to share is to ask someone you love, do you take love vitamins? Small doses over time is how you grow the love. Keep tuning in for more life-changing love vitamins.